In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. Diet starts tomorrow. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit the gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. With hosts Aileen Cooperman... Joey does a shampoo! ...and Sammy Fishbein. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. I'm Aileen. And today we're going to talk about something that a lot of you have been asking for. I'm sure well, we know that many of you have been following the F-Factor drama and that Emily Gellis, Emily Gellis Landy, sorry. And, um, <laughs> I'm and both. I'm both. <laughs> you're both. And Tanya Zuckerbrot have both been guests of this podcast in the past. So we wanted to further explore this story, um, what's been going on. So Emily, we are so um, glad that we could, we could bring you on to talk about it. Welcome. Thank you. I love you guys. You know that. I'm very happy to be here. I've got a nice, very nice group of DST followers and they're wonderful. So thank you for sharing your fans with me. Yeah, we loved your episode. Yeah. Um, So just let's, let's scroll back (laughs) in time. You're, you're, you, okay. First of all, when we had you on the podcast originally, remember I emailed you and I was, and I was like, what, did you, were you, what, were you on F factor? I was like, what's your relation with relationship with F factor? Because this goes a long time. And you were like, no, I've never been on this diet. I'm just kind of like somebody, I, I just saw it on another page and I wanted to talk about it. So can you tell everybody like how like this started? How'd you get involved? Yeah. So I got involved because an, uh, there's another account that I like love that they openly, they post like blinds and gossip. Like it's a gossip account. It's called Zumois. And I think like they reached, you know, like a lot of people during the pandemic when we were all looking for, you know, some, something just like lighthearted to follow. It was started. It's mostly celebrity gossip and people just send in their own experiences. So there is no like fact checking. Like it's literally like right. someone can be like, I saw so-and-so eating an apple. Like, okay, who knows? Whatever. So they, someone sent it basically at the height of, uh, quarantine in New York. So like mid April, there was like the whole Ariel Charnas COVID thing was like, um, unfolding and people were really mad at influencers. And they were questioning a lot of influencer behavior during the pandemic and whether it was irresponsible. And it just kind of was growing into a larger conversation. So the, the account said, send in any anonymous tips about influencers that like you're pissed at. And someone sends in a tip about Tanya and they said that they were a former client and they expressed these two pretty negative things that had happened to them. One of them relating to mental health, which is why it sparked my interest. And it was just talking about like not taking an antidepressant and Sammy, you know, we talked about antidepressants on my last episode of CST and my feelings about them and that like, I'm very pro medication if like you need it. And I think it's important. And it just really bothered me that anyone would ever tell you to not take an antidepressant if it meant like gaining weight. And I just felt like if a medical professional or if a health professional had said it, that is like, 
that just blew my mind. I honestly like I, I and I said that I don't know if it was true when I said it. However, I have corroborated the story with the person that it was said to because the person it was said to actually reached out to me and told me the story herself on the phone. So I know that it's true. It's not made up. And that was like my first entryway. And then it came back around again in July. And there were these other anonymous accounts that have since disappeared. Um, and I don't know why they disappeared. Everyone loves to ask me like, who was Bitsy Whispers and who was, I have no clue. I, because like <laughs> the thing that happened during this is like, there are diehard fans of the F factor diet. Like that is clear. And they study like every single thing that goes on in Tanya's life. And like, they're obsessed. Yeah. So people have been like telling me all this information that I'm like, I don't know. Like I literally reposted something that someone said about the diet that I found concerning again. And I was like, does anybody know about this? Like any feedback? And then I started getting thousands of messages and that's literally how it started. It was so random, honestly. So yeah, that, yeah. that is just, uh, uh, just, just a comment also like, uh, Tanya has like denied all of that, like about her saying, right in New York yeah. times, she did, she denied that claim that she did do that. But if she actually did do that, allegedly, like she wouldn't, she's not allowed to do it. Like an RD is not allowed to comment yeah. on medication that you're taking for your mental health. So that's like, I could see why you'd be concerned and like yeah. want to share that. And I um, also think that it just relates to the stigma of mental health in, in general, where people just like feel like you can say things like that, which is like, for me, someone that takes an anti-anxiety medication, that is, I would attribute to me literally living a normal life. Like when I've been in like extreme states of anxiety, like I could never sit here and like do this interview with you or, or do anything that I've done. It just like, it becomes all encompassing. Like I don't want to socialize. So like what, where like weight falls into that. And that, and that also just ties back to like what bothered me about her episode on diet starts tomorrow, because she just made a lot of references to like success and diet, but success in real life as they compared to diet, which like, where does your success in real life and how you measure that compare to how you do on a diet? That really bothered me. She said that it is a weight loss method and she was encouraging that because her whole point was that if you want results, you need to work hard and make sacrifices. That was her whole point. But she was at the same time saying it's not a diet. It is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle in the sense that you need to stay on it forever if you want to maintain it. So she, her point and I actually listened to the episode yesterday because I wanted to be like fully taking notes. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess. Cause I wanted yeah. to be like fully aware of like what claims she had made when we had this conversation and not like misspeak from something that was months ago. Um, but she, her, what she was saying was that the reason she calls it a lifestyle is because you were supposed to do it forever. What she's not admitting is the restrictiveness of this long-term lifestyle because she's saying it's not a diet or she's saying it's a diet in the sense that it's a philosophy of eating, meaning like she compared it to being vegan or kosher, meaning you would do those diets for your whole life, but they're just like, right. right. She was compared like saying diet is, is but the definition of a diet is things, the way that you eat. That's right. But the difference the is that like colloquially diet does imply weight loss in, in the diet in industry. Right. Kosher does not have anything yeah. to do with weight loss. Vegan uh, ostensibly does not have anything to do with weight loss. Um, so, 
But anyway, so that's yeah. what I was going to say in terms of like comparing success to a diet. That is the problem with diets as weight loss methods is because people, a lot of successful people feel like failures because they can't succeed on their diet. Therefore, they can't even recognize a lot of their successes outside of that world, which I personally have like experienced. Yeah. And I, I've talked about in this um, episode, uh, not on this podcast, but um, well, that enter the entire conversation, which is the biggest, one of the biggest, there's many takeaways from like what has come out from what I've started talking about. But so many women felt not only alone, but so ashamed that they couldn't succeed on this diet. And why did they feel that way? Because when they Googled F factor diet, negative reviews, zero. You tell me one other diet on the planet that has zero negative reviews. It's insane. It's, it's ludicrous. Everyone has negative reviews. <laughs> well, I think what goes so right. underappreciated in that it, and how alone the women felt was that like, if you're having, if I get a headache, sometimes I'm worried that it's a brain tumor. So I haven't, if I haven't, I have friends like that, Sammy. Yeah. So <laughs> even if I have like the most mild case of the symptoms, which is let's say hives or rashes, meaning like you don't have, you know, you know, you don't have a severe issue where with a gastro needs to do surgery or something. Um, even if you have just like an inexplicable illness that you cannot find the answer to, that is terrifying, like actually terrifying. So As I think that goes right? unappreciated entirely. Basically, all these women have spent like, I don't know if you were going to guesstimate how much money they've spent at the doctor you know, emergency room trips are not cheap. I mean, they're ending up doing colonoscopies, they're ending up doing blood work, they're ending and these poor women are all literally internally thinking like, oh my God, is there really something very wrong with me? And I'm getting messages today. I got a message today. This woman had not gotten her period in so long. Only since she started seeing my messages did she stop the powder and got her period for the first time in, in months. I mean, it's just, it's insanity. Right. There, and, but then on the Today Show, she, the, the problem with like, I feel like what's, what's going on in terms of her responses were, are just very like superficial denials. And I just want to hear, I just want to hear more about like what she actually thinks is going on. She can't possibly believe like all of this is just an allergy to whey protein, right? Like, that's the, that's the big question mark to me. I just don't get it. Like a lot of these, I I doubt, like, I, obviously, I doubt that every single person who's had any type of allergic reaction or any type of, like, physical reaction is just, it's just an allergy to whey. No, every, I've gotten multitude, multitude of, of messages from people. They're not allergic to whey. And they have had this a lot, whey and dairy. She keeps pinning it on whey and dairy. But these, these the whey is in a million other protein powders. It's in, like, almost every single one. So these people would be getting sick then. And they, the people that have tried one protein powder usually have tried others. Because like I don't like protein powder. So I, it's not like a thing that I use. I'd rather just eat real stuff, which is funny because if you look at back to her prior interviews, 2010, 11, 12, she specifically says how she doesn't encourage powder and she doesn't in, encourage diet pills. Like she kind of contradicts herself. Even her book contradicts her Instagram and there's a lot of like swirling ideas. And if you, if you ask my opinion as to where things change, they change with the introduction of the products. 
And look, when you profit from selling a product, obviously you're going to push the product. Like, I mean, and that's a, a, a question for people that are in the health space that make products. And I made that own comparison to myself. I'm in the fashion space. If I sell you a t-shirt and you don't like the t-shirt, whatever, don't buy a t-shirt from me. If you're selling a product that somebody can, is ingesting, it's a different level. You're just putting yourself on a different level there. There's other side effects. Now you have pregnant women scared after seeing the Today Show. They're uncomfortable with the way that F-Factor has responded to things. Obviously, they're not stupid. Tanya repeatedly says they've only received 50 complaints. You can quote me on this. 50 complaints and 176,000 purchase orders. I've been talking about this for three weeks, and I've received over 3,000 complaints. So you tell me how that's possible. She really want to go and stand on the leg that I'm sending all of these messages to myself? <laughs> right. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Let's also backtrack about, you know, like how this actually went down. So you say over three weeks, you've gotten 3000 complaints. How, what has been happening over these three weeks? Because it's, it seems like the story has like unfolded. It's progressed. We've been through phases of it at this point. Um, So how did that go down? So first I started talking about it and the F factor team immediately responded to me, AKA Tanya's husband's, and Tanya's employees, and for whatever reason, including her nanny, who threatened me, um, I took the messages down because they are were they were DMs, and I'm trying to not have my account deactivated for sharing private information. So like I removed them, but I have them, and they were up for a while. And like I'm not trying to violate any guidelines. So for whatever reason, so I started talking about this is what happened. A former employee reached out to me that wanted to go on the record in July that cannot go on the record because they signed an NDA. Okay, fine. So she starts telling me these stories that I'm horrified about. I've said this a multitude of times. I'm going to, I'm going to let the former employees when they, when they want, when they feel comfortable, I assume that they will come forward and tell their story. I'm not, I'm not touching that. 
it's not my story to tell. They're very personal. They're not, they're, they're no bueno. So I'm going to let them tell the story. They, they, she tells me this story and I'm just like, what? Like what? So then I started probing the question, why do you have to sign an NDA to factor? And I've talked about NDAs with a multitude of business owners. I'm a business owner. I, understand, I know why people sign NDAs, but I just wanted to try and like open up the topic of conversation. Why do they have to sign NDAs there? They're so public. They're, they're posting their recipes. Obviously, we know they're not going to share their personal client information, although Tanya did to the New York Times, which is a HIPAA violation, but that's on the side. I was, I was shocked by that. I was like, what do you mean you submitted these patients height weights and heights and whatever yeah huge major issue I was, but okay yeah <laughs> so i'm like oh my god why do they have to sign it so the the only thing that has gotten a reaction out of the f factor team directly to me is about the signing of ndas so this all gains momentum when they started writing me literally as if f factor sent out a group email everybody go tell emily that we don't sign ndas i got 10 messages in one hour Hi, Emily. My name is blah, blah, blah. We don't sign NDAs at F-Factor. Okay, cool. Could you please comment on the rest of the allegations? Because the allegations had already started coming out. No comment. Okay. Hello, Emily. You're slandering Tanya. Be careful. Okay, great. Uh, again, slander. I'm not slandering anybody. This is a public person. The threshold is extremely high for slander and libel when you're a public person because you put yourself out there. Tanya's in 10 million interviews. She loves going on TV. She loves being quoted in the press. So it's extremely hard to slander her. She loves using the word slander. I think she's offended like every single attorney in the world by misquoting what slander and libel is. They're all going insane. It just drives them crazy because it's very technical and she's using the wrong words and it's not true. But anyway, so that was the response from them. So then obviously, because there's a lot of diehard F factor people here, I start getting a lot of community. Oh, there's like a lot of buzzing. Like, and, I, and, and the more buzzing goes on, I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to like, I'm, 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 I'm stepping in shit and it's just going to explode. But like, I've already stepped in it. And at this point, my husband, my sister, are all like, like, do you really want to do this? Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, why are you doing this? And I'm just like, I have to do it. Like, for, I became at that moment the person that everyone's going to send the information to. So like I start posting it anonymously. And then once I started, I, I, I couldn't stop because the information just kept coming. And so I start posting and then, you know, t they go silent. And then Tanya does her first live video. And she, and she, she had the opportunity there to change the narrative, change the story, admit everything. And what does she do? She goes online and talks about cyberbullying again and talks about threats. Never have I threatened anybody. I really don't care about her personally. She does not interest me. Uh, the accusations of jealousy, I must want to be her. I, actually, no, I really, really, really don't. Um, she's just, we're, we're not the same vibe. Like, we, we, if you listen to me talk, you listen to her talk, it's pretty clear that we're, we're not going to be hanging out, like, kicking back, like, drinks, like, anytime soon. Like, we're just not, we're so different. We don't see the world the same way. We don't have the same interests. So, like, I could care less. Oh, you're so jealous, her perfect husband. Okay. I clearly married someone that's the opposite of that. Like my husband is like the biggest dork and like he says the weirdest things. He's so not like put together, like not to be <laughs> offensive to him, but like that's just not him. Like he says all the things you're not supposed to say. 
you can't, you, I, I always say like media training him would be a nightmare because like he is just like, but he's perfect for television because he says all the ridiculous things you're literally, you, you should never say. So he's the opposite. So I'm just like, what are you talking about? So she takes it to cyberbullying and takes it to all this nonsense. Then she really pisses me off because I'm like, wow, this person's going to take zero accountability for what's going on. So then I just get more fuel to want to keep talking about what's going on because I'm like, oh, there's a huge cover up here. She's going to try and gaslight the shit out of me. An hour after I hear from the F-Factor team, the cyberbullying to me starts. And this is, where they, this is where they really fucked themselves because they started talking about my personal mental health past as a way of exposing me and blackmailing me. This is what they do. Case in point, corroborated this story multiple times. This is what they do to people. The second they did that, they expected me to shut up because they were like, oh, she's never going to put this out like this is embarrassing like oh my god and I was like nah fuck it because they clearly don't know me and I'm the I've always said I'm the wild card to them they they cannot figure out my next move they cannot figure out where I'm going they just don't get me I I'm the opposite of everything that they are because I'm fully transparent I posted it and I'm like oh let's talk about it which part do you want to shame me for I did have issues like when I was 22 years old I was taking a medication it was an antidepressant prescribed to me by a doctor it Mm -hmm. made me act a little bit like not like myself my family was concerned so how the did story they, was it, how did they get how did they oh, get that on they you started you know digging. I mean? this the second they realized that i was a problem this is what they do you're a problem for f factor start digging start digging for information look i'm a jewish girl from long island she's a jewish girl from long island you have 10 billion people in common let's find someone that knows some dirt on emily let's make an anonymous account were, let's, were let's, the, oh, the accounts were all anonymous they of weren't course, of from course. names of course so they start attacking me. I post it. I share it. I'm like, oh, cool. So which parts do you want to shame me for? And then people went nuts because come on, they're, oh, oh it's random that I'm all of a sudden getting cyber bullied about my mental health condition 10 years ago. Like, come on, people are not stupid. That's the other thing that I am amazed by in this story. They think everybody is a moron. Well, she said in our our episode, she kept quoting like middle America. And she talks about that in a lot of interviews pre this Oh, yeah. She talks shit about middle America to all of her private clients. I've corroborated that story. She said it in our times. episode. She said in the episode. She, oh, yeah, like, she's, she's, middle America what she said is, was that middle America is like all, all overweight and doesn't know how to eat correctly. Yeah. And like they could apparently step two and three are for the idiots in middle America. And step one is for the smart skinny girls in New York. Okay, cool. So they start attacking me and then it just that's it. It just spiraled from there. Once they made it personal, you know, my, like my family was really upset and I was just like, no, like I am not going to let her win at this game. Like this is what she has done to everyone else. And there are real stories here and there are real people like online for this. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it and I'm going to hold her ass to the fire and her stupid money and her stupid apartment and her stupid, whatever the hell she has. I don't care. It doesn't intimidate me. And I'm not scared of lawyers. I'm not scared of cease and desist letters. I'm, and what are you going what, what to fight me for? Like, okay, you want to send me, by the way, she has not sent me any letter, but you want to send me a letter? Cool. I'm still going to talk. I haven't done anything wrong. It's America. Because she knows you're going to just pu- push it on your story. Exactly. <laughs> so at what, what point did New York Times get involved? The New York Times contacted me for the first time. Okay. The New York Times reached out in July and it's not from an on-staff reporter. Abby, who was, a, who was a reporter on the story, reached out in July. Abby wrote an original piece on Tanya in, I don't know, 2010 or 12. 2013. 2013, okay. So 
she and I spoke and she was like, I really want to do this piece, but I don't have anybody that's going to go on the record. And at that point, I knew a few people. I asked them if they wanted to go on the record. Everyone didn't want to go on the record with their name. So the story got killed. Then fast forward to like a week ago, I'm in the Hamptons or I'm in Montauk. And I'm like, how has the press not picked up this story? Because I'm seeing press following me and I'm just like, this is so weird. And I know that she loves the post. So I called out the post and I was like, at New York Post, like, why have you not picked up this story? Like, it's so gossipy. Like I had talked, I talked to someone from page six. They kind of like, nah, nah, nah. obviously she has an in with page six. Like they write about her a lot. So of course they don't want to say that on the record, but whatever. Then finally, this other outside person was like, I know so-and-so who writes for page six or for writes for the New York Post. I'm going to send them this info. I think that there's a story here. I'm like, fine. Anyway, I get a reached out to by the New York Times like a few days later. And they're like, it's a different reporter. Her name is Katie Rosman. And she was like, I'm working a piece for the Times. Um, and I want to talk to you. So I, I spoke to her and she was like, look, I was working this piece a little bit like digging some digging some information. I've been following you. And I got put in touch with Abby, who I realized had pitched the story. And we decided we're going to go, we're going to do the story together. Abby covered, um, Abby covered the victims. And then ugh, the person who shall not be named with the fake story. And um, Katie covered me and Tanya. And I'm not sure which, what other parts of the story. Do you, do you feel like, what do you feel like the New York Times article got wrong? Like, how do you, how do you feel about that article? Uh, I don't think that they got anything wrong. I think that the person that tried, well, first of all, Tanya was heavily coached for the article. Um, Lanny but Davis. Poorly, because I felt that most of her answers were like, she first of all calls you the girl who has clothes. So she like writes you off completely. Yeah. And then <laughs> the dragon tattoo, the girl. There was also <laughs> this actually this actually isn't in the um in the Times article, but in the insider in the insider article, it says that she had denied that um anyone had ever like brought up that the diet causes an eating disorder. Yes, and that's untrue. That is, we have our in our last episode, we didn't it, the question that Aileen asked, which was actually submitted by a listener in that episode, was not it did not ask specifically like does F factor cause eating disorders, but people had asked about like disordered eating habits and restriction. And Aileen asked about that. So like, I don't, yeah, that like was submitted you said, by RDs and, and former or pe- people either. I remember one girl was like her best friend was doing the diet and she was like asking about her, but I couldn't like reveal all that information. And <sighs> So she <laughs> told Insider that this had never, or business, sorry, she told them that this had never, um, like, been brought up, and that I don't see how that's possible. It's not. She's lying. So wh- what did you, so, okay, what did you think of her response, generally? I think that she's a liar, but I've already proved that, like, a hundred times over, because every, because we, we know, everybody knows that she's following my every move. I mean, like, they read through every single, they knew every single thing that I said, they got, they, they heard every single answer and they read through and asked for revisions, which I don't know like what got changed or what didn't. I know the times held firm on some things like we're not taking this out of the story. Like this is part of the story. And also like, I mean, like I, it's just, 
I don't think that like Lanny Davis understands how technology works because like everything that I've said is on the internet and like I have however many tens of thousands of people watching my stories every single day and they see it. So it's like, I have nothing to hide. They clearly do. And then we can like the times piece got, you know, a curveball from somebody that wanted to prove that you can make things up on the internet. And then like, you know, but it didn't work. It actually backfired again and it hurt the story for them because people that have had miscarriages were disgusted. They were like, how could you ever throw into this a fake miscarriage story and the truth is, is that nobody knows what impacts any of these products are going to have down the line. Okay. It's going to be very hard to prove an immediate causation for 10 years from now. That's the whole point. That's why there needs to be a warning on the products for what potential side effects could be like there are for cigarettes or like there is for other products so that you can make an informed decision. If you want to take a risk, they said yesterday on the Today Show, there's arsenic, there's metal, which I'll address here, by the way. So I asked them for the COA, what, more than three weeks ago. Okay. This document is available as soon as the product is manufactured, it goes for testing. So they've had this doc. Everyone's like, what, how, like, how do they get it? How do they get it? They've had it the whole time. So what do I think? First of all, they released it for the chocolate flavor, the least popular flavor that nobody bakes with. 99% of the complaints I'm going to say are about the vanilla flavor or the unflavored flavor. Okay, fine. So they have, they have this document ready available. They could have released it the same day I asked for it. Any transparent company would, but they decided not to. Then what do I think they did? I think they went through hundreds of thousands of COAs for all their, or however many there are for however many batches they had and looked for the best. Do you think that they're going to put on the Today Show the worst case scenario? No, they look for the best one that they had. Well, I don't see why they wouldn't have released one per flavor because they're different products. They're different SKU numbers. It yeah, says that the they, it says the, the batch that they manufactured, they tested, it was for March of this year. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so it's what like, about everything else? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests. Pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers. 
and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local Local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What I feel like about the New York Times is I feel like they kind of like just kind of glazed over like the fact that there are p- actual people with problems <laughs> right. that are that are um, allegedly related to the product. Yeah. And so what the times kind of, when I, I finished reading and I was like, this is, they made this about a petty drama. A lot but, of people felt that way. And this is this, the problem. People didn't want to go on the record. And like, I, right. I feel like from what I've heard now, the times and other publications really do not like publishing anonymous sources because what happens is they get pushback, which is what happened from Tanya. They got pushback like, and that's why she was able to insult me and be like, Oh, like it's like, and like her whole thing, which is a sick and twisted manipulative manipulation tactic is if I hurt these women, why are they so scared of me? Like, shouldn't I be scared of them? Well, yeah. in a normal world, if you were a normal person, but that's not the world we're living in. These women are intimidated for whatever reason. I can't speak to why exactly. I think the money and the power has something to do with it. And the fact that they hired Lanny Davis, who literally worked with Michael Cohen, Harvey Weinstein. Why are you hiring an impeachment lawyer over protein powder? Because it just seems, it just, it doesn't, it's not a great, it's a scare tactic, but that like the victims, yeah, yeah, the the victims victims are scared scared, to go on the record. And that is why the times piece wasn't as strong as it could have been. But I did speak to them beforehand and I spoke to them after. And I think that they feel strongly in their conviction that this is not the end of the story. This is the beginning of the story and whatever happens moving forward, they're going to cover it. And they gave her her chance, just like the today. Everyone has given her her chance. Every, you know, every and the Business Insider article pressed more. There were people felt well, that because that was a Sammy better, Miller came also yes. forward. There was someone who yeah, and to like talk about. I think that as time goes on, look, I I set the stage for people, and I started asking for non-anonymous sources specifically because they're trying to discredit anonymous sources. And people started coming forward and they started using their names and they started realizing that like, they don't have to be, she should be scared. What is, what should they be scared of? They, they didn't do anything. They got duped into a product that they didn't know was going to hurt them. Ideally, like where would you like to see it go? I know you said you want to see justice and answers for the victims. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean uh, to you? Or I mean, if it was me, like, and if I was somebody that was physically harmed by a product and 
I might, I probably would first and foremost like want an apology. I'm a, you know, I'm a daughter of a lawyer, but a very ethical lawyer who doesn't really believe in like pursuing fights for sport or for, you know, I think like, look, if you had real damages and you spent thousands of dollars in the hospital and like you need to recoup those, then like you're absolutely entitled to. I think that if you just suffered and also like no one can put it, it's very hard to put a price on like suffering emotionally and mentally. Like I actually would, might argue that the women that develop disordered eating from the diet are damaged for life. And like, I don't know that they'll ever be able to undo that. And how do you even put a value on that? I mean, an apology would be nice to start recognition, acknowledgement. Um, but I'm sure that there are people that would want to seek monetary damage. And I think that they're within well within their right. I know that people started reaching out to the company to at least get their money back for the powder and they don't want to give it back to them if it's not within 30 days, which is like comical. You know, there's a lot of things that they could have done that would have made this story end very differently. And people, when they ask me, why am I, what am I still doing? Where does it end? I don't know. It ends where, when like, I feel like it naturally ends when I feel like it's been covered and like, I just, every time I think that maybe there's like a lull in it and it maybe is going to end just like it explodes again because something else comes out. And it's just like, I think that it, it speaks to a moment in time about money and about power. And that's the reason why the times initially wanted to do the piece. They were like, it speaks to like something else that's going on right now in society where people are fed up with being, you know, kind of duped and also like, they just want the truth. So when you don't give them that they're going to keep, they want it, they're going to keep digging. And that's the reason why they think there's interest in the story. Are there any elements of the story that you feel like aren't being given enough attention? Uh, yeah, the victims and also the, the, for, the, the former employees, which like I believe that they um, are going to, I know that they're talking to each other. Um, I know that they want to go on the record. I know that they're scared. Um I, I've put them in touch with someone that I've said that maybe they should consider, you know, or recommended that they reach out to talk to somebody like about what legal implications there could be for them going on the record right. to review their NDAs and see like what they're allowed to say within reason, what they're not. And like, I encourage them to do that. And like those parts of the story and also the disordered eating, like you mentioned, has not really been touched on, but, and there are a lot of stories about that. And like, they're honestly almost too disturbing for me to share. Um, so, and, and, and that might speak to diet culture overall, but this particular diet, because the founder wrapped her lifestyle up so much into it and that drew so much attention the 20 carat diamond ring and the 20 million dollar apartment and just the display of wealth 24 7 people got hooked and people were blinded and they just were making excuses and they just started to buy into this lifestyle story about if basically like if you eat you know 900 calories a day like tanya does on step one you can be tanya and be rich and skinny right. like her do you regret about like anything that has happened, like about the way that this has went down? No. Zero. I've been no regret. Regrets. <laughs> no, I, I honestly am like, uh, I'm, 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 I get, I'm very reserved when I need to be, but I'm also like, look, you know, it's so funny. My sister is a, holds a corporate position. And like when I talk about the difference between she and I, like 
I'm a savage. Like when I feel like people are wronging other people, like I become a savage. Like I just, if anything, I would have said more. I've been advised by legal counsel, like what I need to do to stay within like whatever. So like, you know, that's why when people are like, oh, this is the gossip store. I'm like, really? Like the gossip I have is, is the tea is hot. Like I, this is nothing, nothing. I don't go there because it's not personal. So just, just to speak to that, because I'm sure you're getting, I mean, I've seen the criticism that people send you. What do you say to people who say that you're being opportunistic or you're using this to grow your following or something like that? I mean, my following grew from it because people obviously like felt like there's something that they wanted to talk about. And like, I didn't know I was tapping into, I, I didn't even realize, I don't even realize myself how much I've been affected by diet culture. I started to think back on when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, growing up in Great Neck wealthy Jewish town and how my desire was to be skinny. I was obsessed with it. That's what the boys wanted. That's what my friends did. We started talking about dieting very young. I was in the gym for an hour a day when I was like 14. Like, is that healthy? Like, probably not. I mean, I don't know. And like, I wasn't learning about like what foods were healthy. I was just like learning about like, I should be skinny and figuring out tricks and ways to do that. And then I talked to you guys in the last episode about my yo-yo journey and about how like I've, you know, struggled. And then, you know, you finally like come to a point, like I'm 34 now, like I've gained weight, I've lost weight, I've trained hard, I've done nothing. Like I've just done it all to kind of realize that like, okay, I don't really need this outside noise of telling me like how to eat. Like, I don't want to like journal, like how many carbs I ate in a day. Like that's not fun. Like I don't want to go out to dinner with my friends and be counting calories. Like I don't want to not order what I want to order because whatever, it's just, it's such a cycle. And once you realize that, and once you learn that, and then you realize that like, this is a tool that like, like Tanya profits from this, like whether she wants to admit that or not, like she might be helping people, but she also in by in helping them is profiting. The brand is profiting. Her private practice is profiting. So like when you profit, it's, it's very messy when you, when you make money from, from this type of thing. Yeah, that is actually a good point. And I think that um, there was like a desire to write it off or to blame it on diet culture and sort of, I think she said like the new wave of dietitians who aren't encouraging weight loss. I mean, that is definitely a part of the story, but at the same time, like that would be part of the story if we're talking about Weight Watchers or if we're talking about the keto diet or, you know, if you're having a debate about like health at every size. But this, I think, is something else because there's, you know, you don't, you don't hear this, t- this level of complaint flooding in about no. Weight Watchers. No. And, and also Weight Watchers, I imagine, allows you to have a negative complaint without deleting it. And that matters. You know, people want to look up a diet and see the pros and the cons. Like, not to talk about my sister, but my sister has had extreme success on the keto diet, whereas she's done a lot of other diets that haven't worked for her. I could never do the keto diet. It's not my vibe. I look, Google it. I see what you eat. I'm like, ew, but like she's thriving on it. And that's cool. Like that's what makes the world go around. But like, I think it's very interesting. If you took somebody that knows nothing about Tanya Zuckerberg and you let them look at her Instagram page and let them look at F factors page and ask them what they took from it with just knowing that that's the problem with this diet in particular and why the conversation is about this diet and not other diets. People have written to me about Octavia and Isogenics a little bit. They want, you know, I'm not going to become like the spokesperson for like all diets and everything wrong with them. But there's something to be said for like 
everything, you know, the, her older posts that I, my savage followers found from 2013, you know, talking about like, oh, like super glue your mouth shut and like, you know, glamorizing being skinny. Someone like me, the, I'll tell you why it's a problem. The only time I've ever been close to as skinny as she was, was when I probably counted and I ate a thousand calories a day and it was the most unhealthy I ever was. I didn't work out. I was like in a depression and there was nothing, absolutely nothing good or anything that you should mimic about that lifestyle. I will never talk about it because I would never promote it. And then, you know, genetically, like I was born like curvier. So it doesn't matter like what I would do. I will never look like that person that's like legs are like this. Like my husband has like thick figure legs. Like I don't, like I just don't. It doesn't matter like how much I diet, how much I train, like it will never happen. So when you keep pushing that image is like, do this, you'll get this, do this, you'll get this. It starts to seep into your mind and you feel like a failure. Like you've talked about Aileen and feel like about intuitive eating and all of that. And just like you end up in this crazy cycle where like, how do you ever get out of it? And then, you know, these women, even if they, even if they don't want to do it, they wake up every day. Okay. What does everyone, everyone wakes up every day. They look at their phone. They look at Instagram. Oh, look, a new smoothie or a new recipe, a new pop tart. I mean, I mean, she was making after this all happened, she's going on there and doing pop tart recipes with powder. Yeah. It's baffling. I mean, just from my own personal experience, and I've talked about this, I think I talked about it most recently in the intuitive eating episode that we did for before we um, interviewed Elise Resch, but that like I was just from her, Tanya denying like a lot of the eating disorder stuff, like I was immediately triggered after personally from interviewing her. Like I felt, I went back and I opened the book and I was like, should I be on this diet? Like, should I be getting, trying to get skinny? Because she, she pushed that thing. Like you should be working hard if you want this ideal. And I felt very like, vulnerable at that time she also said a few things off that were not recorded that also kind of like you know well, your episode just so you know actually when you guys asked what started me this what started this the april thing happened but in july when i started poking a conversation one person wrote me and i i don't know if they found me from dst but they were like have you heard her episode on diet starts tomorrow and i was like no um and they were like and i was what did I do? I went and listened and, and they were like, I found it very triggering. And then that started comment started to come in a lot. And then I went and listened to it and I couldn't get it out of my mind. This comment about the corner office. Mm. If you want to get the corner office, yeah. I never forgot that. And I just, I, I like was listening to it and I finished it and I was just like, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, I, it's like, you know, you think about everything your parents have said to you your whole life, like work hard, work hard, work, Right when did diet ever and the corner office, like how are those two things correlated? It was the most bizarre analogy, but she was so confident in it. And then I started to realize that this is a mentality that she uses and grinds on people all the time. Like here, you have to do, you want to be skinny. You have to do this. Like keep at it. Like every day, like do your smoothie, do your, put it in your coffee, put it in this. And it's over and over and over and over and over again. And people are like, Oh my God, I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it. Well, she said, she said in the episode, she was like, when people ask her, like, why can't I eat this? Like, I want to eat this. And her response is like, okay, well, then go ahead and eat it, but you're not going to look this good, like, was basically her response um, in that episode. But I have to say, like, how even watching this drama go down the week before my wedding, when I was, like, having my own, uh, you know, wedding insecurities was gorgeous, about how I, Thank you. But I was having insecurities, like, about how I would look and 
should I eat? Should I not eat? Literally, like I was anti, like it was hard to decide like what I should or should not yeah. eat that week and watching and in the back of my head knowing like, oh, like blueberries have less sugar. I'll probably be less bloated. Like I was following the Tanya rules that I was, that I was getting a from knowing about the diet and B from like having myself like watching people's stories and what she told them, like those messages seeped in. Well, even like, like God bless her people trying to get out of it, but like they all send me these jokes, which I'm kind of like, ha ha, like three bite, like I post pizza and they're like, ha ha, like three bite roll. And I'm like, ha ha, shut up. Like, I don't like, it's like, and I don't, I know they don't mean it in a bad way. Like they're just so trained, like something bad, only three bites. I mean, people writing me, like I haven't had a banana in like two years. Like I haven't had a sweet potato. I haven't had oatmeal. If you go to any medical professional and you're like, I'm scared of a banana, like, you know, they're going to look at you, you have 15 heads, like you're scared of a banana. Like, why are you scared of a banana? Like, why do you have an apple? I mean, marketing 101, she has an apple on the cover of her book and you're like, not allowed to eat apples. So like, why do you believe anything this person says? Fabulous fiber, I noticed, dug right, like she got on her story to talk about the controversy while eating an apple. Also, people were like, and like, look, and most people are not as ballsy as me. Like, I'm just balls to the wall and say what I think. And some people like do not want to do that. But like, that was her way, I guess. And like, it was like, I mean, it was, it, it, felt, it was a little heartbreaking, but like, that was her way of being like, I'm Rebellious. breaking free. Like I'm eating an apple. <sighs> yeah, no, well, I noticed. It's very I disturbing, noticed. but like, I was like, all right, at least she's the, you know, I feel like, and all of her followers were like, <gasps> Like and and then when you think and then you just start to realize like what craziness. The thing about could, the thing about apples is like people they say think like about apples. But here's the thing and I and I was looking at your stories of like her olds her olds marketing like on TV shows and whatever and how she talks about eating whole foods and like that that is we should be eating fiber but like from whole foods. Um, I think yeah, like, like apples. The reason why people say like don't drink apple juice, eat a whole apple, is because there's fiber on the uh, the skin of the apple that helps digest uh, all the carbs that are in the apple. Like that's why it comes together, and that like makes sense. But that's like a dupe to put that on the outside of your book. I believe <laughs> the thing I, I think I've noticed. Well, that's why most- the world gives us apples and not protein powder. <sighs> So the um, apples are free, right? It's like, I mean, technically, like you could go into the forest or wherever and like pick an apple and just eat it, you know? Or yeah. and how much is the protein powder? $45. So forest. The thing is, is like just listening when you said the thing about the corner office, the interview, just watching it. It's just, it just feels so out of place these days. I look, if, if you like draw the correlate, the bars and powders came out two years ago, and it seems that before that, she was pushing like, eating whole foods and like eating real fiber. And then once these products came, she started pushing the products and like, you know, it's like this story is like, Oh, I was trying to give people an alternative or like an easier way to get it. Okay. Maybe if you told someone to eat the bar once a week, by the way, everyone says they're completely inedible. And I, I don't know cause I haven't eaten them, but like literally, I mean, I know they sent like 200,000 bars to healthcare workers. And apparently a lot of them were not so pleased. They were not into it. They don't want to eat. They, they said it tasted like dirt. I don't know. I haven't tried it, but you know, I tried it. You tell people to eat a ball. And then that's the other thing. And I think the well necessities who Lisa, who you guys have had on here does a really good job of talking about that. Like 
anybody that is in a health field that is telling you to ever eat a bar or a powder over eating a real food is duping you because there is never an instance where it's better. And I, I think that that's true. Emily, I can't even tell you how much we appreciate you coming on here to talk with us. It's just like, it's become like this cat and mouse game. It's like, okay, it's like, it's, you know, it's like every day, like, what is she going to say now? I know. I don't think um, it, I've, I haven't said anything here that I haven't already said. So I, I stand behind it. No, we've requested that to, for her to come on and to also to speak about it. Yeah. So we're waiting for our response. Um, and Enjoy that. If you do that, I send you good vibes. I mean, look, every, you know, I think it, you know, we're obviously not the same as the New York Times, but it is the responsibility. You know, we've had her on before. So I think, yeah. you know, it is our responsibility to at least Listen, offer her the space. Maybe you guys could get some answers to some questions because obviously like this is a different format, you know, and, and it's longer and maybe, you know, you know, maybe there's you'll a get chance an for follow up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also why she was kind of frustrated. Well, okay. Sammy and I have to keep talking about this, the whole episode, because we never talked about like what happened from that episode when she came on. But I, she, she like talked shit about me after everybody told me on her live after that that episode, like that I wasn't educated um, in interviewing her. A, like I'm educated. B, I've read the book. <laughs> um, I've done the diet. So like- Aileen, what- you went to Brandon Charnas' safety school, Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aileen, you know I'm but, uneducated but, and I'm not classy. So I if know. you're classy at least, like- But the, my whole thing is, is that I think that she was frustrated that it wasn't like an interview that she has been used to before. Like that's all that she's ever done is like the fluff. And I said like- before we walked on, like, this is going to be a conversation, very free flowing. Um, and I think that's why she was a little frustrated because I asked questions that she didn't, uh, like, there was no approval process of questions. You know what I mean? And I think that that I want, I would like for her to come on and like, just have a real frank conversation. <laughs> but if I, you get that, I think you deserve like something. I don't know what, but I'll think about it. An apple. I'll, well, yeah. we've already we've already made the offer. The offer's out there. So, out there. so yeah. we'll see. Um, and yeah, you know, Aileen and I are going to actually record um, right after this a react. You know, our our Thursday episode, which is going to be kind of a debrief on this. Cool. I'll yeah. be excited for you to hear it. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. 
Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. All right, so let's end this on a, a nice non-scale wind note. Um, our non-scale win today is brought to you by Nivea Body Wash with Nourishing Serum. Nivea believes the little things and the choices you make add up to a well-nourished life because when you put good in, you get good out. So here's a non-scale win that shares a little bit of goodness. This comes from a listener, DM. Um, okay, should I read it, Sammy? I could read it. Okay. Non-scale win. I bought a pair of leggings last Black Friday that are sheer up to the hip and basically expose the front of my entire thigh. I kept them thinking these will be my goal leggings to wear once I'm skinnier. I've been going to Pure Bar for years and I'm constantly comparing myself to all my smaller friends and jealous of all their trendy workout clothes. Yesterday, I was feeling bold and tried on the leggings that have been sitting in my closet with tags on, even though I'm basically the same size as I was last year. I got the courage to wear them to class and even got a couple of compliments. I was completely out of my comfort zone, but actually had a better workout than normal. That is so, so nice. nice. See, you can wear whatever you want whenever you want. This is this is no what matter I'm, what. This is what I'm saying is like the whole all the diet stuff. It it's and the conversation is if when I lose weight, I can be X successful, go to pure bar, do anything. But what if we take all the out that that out of the equation, like the lose weight part, there's nothing stopping you from get, getting you the corner in office. All along. <laughs> that all that's it's all been there all along. And yeah. and yeah, do you guys have any non-scale wins today to share? I have one. I tried surfing. And Ooh. that's like I don't know if you've ever done it. It's fucking hard. <laughs> like you have to pop your body up while you're on the water and it's the wave is coming under you. It's so fucking hard. So, I mean, I didn't get up in a real significant way, but I was just proud of myself that I tried something that was like new and a completely foreign feeling for my body and that I had fun even though I couldn't do it. Congratulations. Are you on your mini moon right now, Sammy? <laughs> this is our full honeymoon, yeah. Oh, cool. I, oh, I, my non-scale and I, I, I crushed, well, I didn't really crush, but I was on the tennis court getting out all my aggression smacking the shit out of tennis balls and i didn't suck i haven't played like in a year and that was fun that's, that's a win. great i, I highly tennis. recommend smacking balls to get out like frustration and if anybody has access to a pickleball court i highly suggest pickleball <laughs> if you're not good at tennis <laughs> it's so fun. where do you play pickleball um in a development <laughs> oh okay uh, in the hamptons um, okay. okay my, my non-skilled win is um I saw some pictures of myself at Sammy's wedding that I did not enjoy, mostly because they were towards the end of the night. My hair was frizz central. And I just, <laughs> I was like, oh, like, I, and I kept looking at it and I was just like, oh, it's my fault. I was again, immediately triggered. You know, when you look at pictures, you're like, do I really look like this? Oh my God. And it took me a whole day to, but I got out of it. Like I was, I did not do anything that was like restrictive. And I got out of it. I decided I think that the dress was not that flattering. And it's not my fault. It's the dress. And probably the hair. I need to get keratin. But <laughs> also that, put like the position you're in in any position, given photo is but, so deceiving. But I went oh, I mean, I will that is like sometimes I could take I could do one shoot and I'm like, 
I like if someone accused me of Photoshop, I would get it because it's like, this is, I'm the same person. Like what? Like totally. angles matter. Right, right. And in our last episode with Freckle Foodie, I was like, I feel like a fraud when I post a photo from like a really good angle. Yes. Like, I'm like, that's not really what I look like, but I didn't Photoshop it. <laughs> but it is. It is um, what you look like. So, but anyway, I'm, I'm personally really proud of myself for that because it was a, a day full of turmoil. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I ate an Oreo at the end of it and it's like great. <laughs> so thank you so much, Emily, for joining us today. This has been a great conversation. I'm glad we got to like discuss like everything that kind of went around the story too. Um, because there's just, a, I th- this is going to keep going. I feel like it. <laughs> um, Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. How can they follow you? Thank I'm you. Sure they all probably already do, but. At <laughs> Emily Gellis, G-E-L-L-I-S on Instagram. Yeah, and everybody go email us, dst at betches.com. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, I'm Eileen, Sammy's at Sammy. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbine. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to dst at betches.com. Betches.